0: Welcome back to a beautiful Sunday. Uh, Great day to be in the house of the Lord, in our house today. Um, We're going to be down at the park this afternoon. It sounds like it's going to be warm, so make sure we take plenty of water and all that stuff. All right. Uh, today, we're going to be back this morning in uh, Judges chapter 4. We have a prayer request. Our son-in-law, Paul is working rain right this week. Oh, fun. He's up in Storm Lake right now. Awesome. Wow. Were they going east to west or west to they're east? Going they're going from the west to the east. <clears> so? They start up to city today. Yeah, so they're heading to... Okay. Storm Lake. Yeah. They'll be in Ames Tuesday. Yeah, and then... Uh, Des Moines and then they were going to Davenport. They're going crazy. Uh, they're going back up to Tema. Yeah, crazy wonky. To Davenport. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. I know the only couple of times that I've been involved with Rag Bry, right, it's not been a fun situation. So law, law enforcement? <clears throat> uh with the fire department. Um yeah. we had uh, Creston was a not a stop for the night, but was a Station for the support vehicles. Okay. Um, they went through north of town, and then the support vehicles would come down and fill up and get ice and all that stuff. And just even that little bit of mess was a disaster for the city of Creston. And uh, I know Marshalltown. We were at at Fellowship when they came through Marshalltown, Mm -hmm. and wasn't horrible, but it was pretty rough, even for just. We had we opened the church to let them come in and shower and stuff, and yeah, it was they were decent. Most of the people that came to the church were pretty decent, but the fairgrounds was a disaster. It, light, it so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so definitely uh, we'll keep them in prayer. Um, they've had several people get hurt uh, during that ride, and people die. It's just uh, I mean. You're not in shape to do it. I don't know why you try to do it. But... Boston would be decent if they didn't drink. Oh yeah, if they, didn't, if they, they just, they just enjoy the biked, morning. it would be a great ride. But instead they party and are stupid and it just causes all kinds of problems. <clears throat> yeah. Alright, well, this morning we're going to be back in Judges chapter 4. And uh, we're going to go through the end of the chapter. Last week we saw... Uh, God raised up Deborah as a prophetess and we saw her begin to uh, gather the children of Israel she gathered Barak, uh, reminded him that God had already instructed him to go and uh, fight against Sisera and the promise that God had given him to deliver Sisera into his hand and uh, we saw Barak's answer to that and it was um, it was a little concerning. Uh, Barak said that he would not go unless Deborah went with him, Uh, which I understand uh, from one point of view, he wants uh, the physical presence on earth that represents God there with him. Uh, But in another standpoint, uh, he didn't have the faith to go and just do what God had told him to do. So we're going to pick up in verse number eight and read all the way through the end of the chapter. Uh, So it's a little bit of a long read, but it all is important today. So... uh, Judges chapter 4 and verse number 8, the Bible says And Barak said unto her, If thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee. Notwithstanding, the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. And he went up with ten thousand men at his feet, and Deborah went up with him. Now Heber the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father in law of Moses, had severed himself from the Kenites, and pitched his tent unto the plain of Zaenaim, which is by Kadesh. And they showed Sisera that Barak the son of Abinoam was gone up to Mount Tabor. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even nine hundred chariots of iron, and all the people that were with him, from Herosheth of the Gentiles, unto the river of Kishon. And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, and ten thousand men after him. And the Lord discomfited Sisera, and all his chariots, and all his hosts with the edge of the sword before Barak. So that Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the, after the chariots and after the host unto Hiroshatha of the Gentiles, and all the host of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword, and there was not a man left. Howbeit, Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord. Turn in to me, fear not. And when he had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk, and gave him drink, and covered him. And he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here, that thou shalt say No. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent, and took a an hammer in her hand, and went softly unto him, and smote the nail into his temples, and fastened it into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him, and said unto him, Come, and I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came unto her into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So God subdued on that day Jabin the king of Canaan before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against Jabin the king of Canaan until they had destroyed Jabin the king of Canaan. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you again for this glorious day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather here. Lord, I do pray uh, for Paul and all those in law enforcement, EMS, and fire as they're dealing with uh, the group of people and going on rag Lord, that they would uh, have wisdom, Lord, that they would have patience, uh, that they would not have to deal with uh, the drunkenness and stupidity. But if they do, Lord, I pray that you would uh, just give them wisdom to handle each and every situation, Lord, that you would keep those safe that are trying to help, Lord, that you would uh, make it a blessed time. God, please guide and watch over us today as we hear from your word, as we study your truth. Lord, help it to speak to our hearts and then help us to take that truth to the world. Lord, as we go down to the park, help us to be energized and encouraged uh, and to be a blessing at the park and to see people saved and see people brought to you. So Lord, please guide and direct today. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Again, <clears throat> as we looked last week, uh, God had raised up Deborah being a prophetess. Uh, Because she was the only one willing. Uh, We saw with, probably before this, uh, that the children again did evil in the sight of the Lord after Shamgar was dead and after uh, Ehud was dead. And the whole nation turned away. And now they have been, for 20 years, uh, been under the hand of Jabin, the king of Canaan. And Sisera... The captain of his host has been uh, the main protagonist. But we saw that God couldn't find anyone in Israel uh, that was willing. Even Deborah's husband, Lapidoth, uh, was not willing to serve God, so he chose Deborah. Uh, And Deborah, uh, as God had already spoken to Barak and given him instructions, uh, and Barak was afraid to go, Deborah went and, and... encouraged him and we see in verse number eight that uh, Barak is only willing to go if Deborah goes along and <clears throat> again this is I believe this is a lack of faith on Barak's part uh, some would say that this is Barak trying to make sure that God is going with him and uh, I think if he had the right amount of faith he would know that God was going with him but um, this is where we're at and Deborah says I will surely go but there is a, a punishment here. Deborah has promised, has prophesied that God will deliver Sisera into the hand of of um, Barak and, and that Israel will prevail. But the glory and honor for uh, killing Sisera will not be to Barak. It will go to a woman. And this is... this is kind of a weird statement, Um, but we know that as we've studied throughout and as we've, uh, especially continuing here on, uh, we see that honor and glory turning into pride take up a a great deal of space as God describes the men that that He gives us throughout Israel, throughout the history of the world. Uh, We know that the main beef between David and Saul is that David is a young man just coming in, is is given credit for killing Goliath, which uh, God killed Goliath through David. But then also as they return from war, uh, Saul has, they're singing the song, and Saul has slain his thousand, and David has slain his ten thousands. And here Saul, the king of Israel, who is uh, ultimately responsible for everything that everyone under him does uh, is being shown less honor and less glory than David, a simple servant. And it's this uh, this instance and in the, the pride that wells up in Saul that begins to tr- change his heart and, and drive him to try and kill David. Um, <clears throat> but we also see in this and understand that God is going to use those again. We, we talked about it last week several times and the week before that God is going to use those who are willing. We know that through this basic statement that the Lord is going to deliver Sisera into the hand of a woman, we can discern a few things. One, uh, there are no women in the Jewish army. They were not allowed uh the woman's role in this time was to keep the house keep the children uh to stay at home and so this would be an untrained woman this would be someone who had no fighting experience who had was not equipped to do what she was going to do uh against someone who had been trained and and raised and uh, raised up to fight much like the story of david and goliath david an untrained shepherd, had gone and and fought against a seasoned uh, war horse of Goliath and and, and succeeded. But in David, in jail, even in the apostles, the apostles, uh, as God raised them up, as Christ raised them up when he walked on the earth, he didn't choose the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He didn't choose the ones that studied the law. He chose the blue collar. He chose the workers, the fishers, the the tax collectors, the people that would be least expected, uh, because in their weakness, in their lack of understanding, is God's strength. None of these were trained for the tasks that they were accomplished, yet because of their willing hearts, God used them mightily. We also know as we read through the text that God is going to use a woman that's not even a Jew. Again, God's chosen people are uh, neglecting God, are being punished. And God has to go outside of his people to show or to, to find someone who's willing to stand up and do what, he, what needs to be done. But Barak and Deborah are going to go on to Kadesh and they're going to gather Zebulun and the Naphtali. So far, so good. They're following God's orders, they're, they're gathering everything together. And now we see that Heber, <clears throat> Heber, comes in and and or that he's in the area and he tells Sisera what is going on. And we we know that Heber is a Kenite. The Kenites were the children of Habor, Moses' father-in-law. Uh, remember Moses as he fled from Egypt, uh, went and uh, found the woman at the the well and watered the sheep and and um, he was given the daughter to Mary and uh, Moses' father-in-law is the one that that said you know this task is too great for you as Moses sat in judgment over the children of Israel this task is too great for you appoint lesser judges throughout the land so that we can uh, you can not have all of this on you so that they can take care of the small matters and the big matters can come to you and this is where uh, we first see the judges begin to come into play So Heber is uh, on the side of Jabin, the king of Canaan, but he also has close ties to Israel because uh, they are loosely related, uh, but they're not Israelites. And it is Heber's wife who is going to ultimately be given the honor of killing Sisera. So again, we understand that because of the way that God had asked. Now, it is very possible that uh, Jael is an Israelite. It is very possible. Uh, the Kenites were not Israelites, but they were allowed to live near the Israelites, and they were not, uh, because of Moses and all those things, uh, it was not as directly quoted that they were not allowed to, to be given in marriage and taken in marriage. However, Uh, Israel had already disobeyed all of that in the first place so it is possible but it's not known that she was an Israelite her lineage is not known but in any case at this point she's part of the Kenite family (coughs) I'm sorry excuse me and she is the one that God is going to use uh, to to kill Sisera to finally finish off the army of the Canaanites. There's a, a great battle. Uh, Barak and, <clears throat> is fighting, and, and God is with them. God is discomfiting uh, Sisera's army. He is destroying it through Israel, and it says that every man of the army uh, was destroyed except for Sisera, who fled away. Now, we see this often. Um, The old adage that I've always heard about uh, mariners and the navy is that the captain goes down with the ship. Uh, The person in charge is the last one out the door, uh, is the last one, uh, and yet here Sisera flees. He just gives up and runs away. And we see uh, this streak throughout as we look at many other battles throughout the Bible. Uh, You see that the kings... Uh, when they see that things are not going well, they turn and run and they, understanding that they want to have can, to to keep the lineage going, they want to keep the kingdom going, but <clears throat> here Cicero just gives up and he runs away. he flees on foot he doesn 't even take his chariot, and he goes and he he runs into the the tent or runs into jail the tent who 's in He goes to Heber's tent and finds Jael, who willingly uh, brings him in and serves him, uh, is nice to him, covers him, hides him, and uh, he asks for milk. He a- or asks for water, and she brings him milk. And a weary, tired Sisera falls asleep. And Jael <clears throat> understands that because of her ties with Israel, Uh, that she has something that she needs to do and she takes that that tent stake and she drives it through uh, Sisera's head now this is not like the little tent stakes that we've been using these are like the ones that we used to put up the tent uh, for the revival meetings they were and even then I mean they lived in the plains They, they had to deal with the rocks and they had to be long because of the storms and the things that would come up the tent had to stay in place so, this was work. This was a struggle. Uh, and Jael was willing to take on that struggle. And it's through her that God finally delivers Israel from the Canaanites. All of this because Israel wasn't willing to stand up and do what they needed to do. Because they weren't willing to stand and to fight for what God had said. Not just among the Gentiles, but among their own people. Because there wasn't a Nathan the prophet that could stand up in the face of the King David and say, thou art the man. How much today have we lost because we are not willing to stand up and say no this is wrong um <clears throat> there's a a country music singer right now that just put out a song and I don't I've not heard the song uh, I know what the song is called and uh, he is facing some extreme backlash from the far left because this song is racist and all these things and and uh he's standing up and defending himself and saying, no, this is not racist. This is the way our country used to be. This is the country that I grew up in. This is how it should still be today, that we are standing up for what we believe, that we're standing up and using the freedoms that God has given us through this, com- this country. And we are living in a way that is bringing us closer to God. As we started this morning, we were talking about Rag and <clears throat> uh, it, I just—it just brings back so many memories of dealing with all the the stupidity. Um, something that should be so simple and pure has been corrupted, uh, and is just evil and wicked. But I guarantee there are Christians that are riding in that race that are not that are not uh, standing up and talking about what God really wants that are not standing out against all of the, the evil and debauchery that's going on so really that's our encouragement today <clears throat> as we uh, gather here and read and understand God's word and dig in and study and we claim that we have the Bible as our sole authority God's word is the, the only thing that guides us in our faith and practice how we live our lives well it's time to stand up and to be that person that's standing in the gap Sisera fled away he had a clear path and he ran into jail she was standing in the gap ready to do what God needed her to do even when it wasn't and shouldn't have been her responsibility. Well, it's time for us to stand up and fight for what we believe and proclaim the truth to the world. So as we get down to the park today, as we uh, go throughout the week, let's work diligently to make that be a part of our lives.